InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. For all Americans, and especially for minorities, the quest to define one's race and identity in American society is vital. The focus and identity of black Americans has gone through many changes over the decades, and our next guest says it must continue. Let's welcome Michael Eric Owens to InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. Now, you're the author of Yes, I Am Who I Am, A New Philosophy of Black Identity, And as we start out here, I'd be interested if you could share a little bit about your story, your early years, and what led you to write the book. Well, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the urban center, as you would say, the inner city. And I had a unique experience. I first went to public school, which at that time, I was a light-skinned, green-eyed child, which my classmates had a difficult time with. For some reason, and it had to do with identity not fitting in. And from there, being ostracized, I was sent to a private grade school as well as a private high school. Now, in the private high school, there was only about 10% black population. And so at this time, I began to think about black identity and myself and how I fit within the given culture and within a given society. And so from a very early age, I began to think about these things. And this led to later in life toward examining what it means to be black in America. One of the chapters in your book early on is identity and why does it matter, the origin of black identity? Why does it matter to have a clear identity of who you are? Well, identity is closely related to self-esteem, and so it's important that anyone feels good about themselves, not only within their social structure, but as being viewed from the larger society. And so identity does matter, and when we trace it historically, we can see the many challenges facing black people as they try to identify themselves or as they try to be identified by the dominant culture. And so for blacks, it has been a struggle. Keep in mind that slavery itself dismantled culture, dismantled a tradition, and many Africans, when they came over, they spoke different languages. And so you have a dilemma. And so how do you carve out of that experience a favorable identity that speaks well in and outside of the community. What are your thoughts on the term African-American? You aren't a big fan of that, I take it. Well, first of all, I have to say that I know people are challenged by that argument. I do not have a problem with Africa. I love Africa. However, when it comes to identity, I say that our experience, the American experience, has shaped who we are. And so if we're going to talk about formulating a identity that speaks well about ourselves and to the larger society, we need to look at the American experience. And so I think African-Americanism is more of a political movement. It's a movement that when you look at the roots of it, you will see that very few blacks had any input into that. And I actually, in the book, I call that black paternalism much like white paternalism, and you have the few speaking for the many. And so I think when we talk about identity and what it means to be black in America, we have to look at our own experiences, which are distinctly different than our African brothers and sisters. I think most realists would definitely admit that racism is still alive and well in America, but you would think that with a black president in office and so many achievements of blacks over the years that we'd be at a point where we can maybe leave some of this behind and move forward. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's easy to look at President Obama's ascension to the Oval Office as being the end all. 
I would like to think of it as only a cog in the wheel toward total equality and equal opportunity. And so we cannot look at the anomalies, as I would say, in the system and say that we have achieved. And clearly, we can just look at the uh, high school graduation rates of blacks versus their counterparts and look at the incarceration rates at blacks. And we can see that there is a huge difference between the haves and the have-nots. And there is some scholarship that is addressing post-racialism, but we need to be careful because even in recent days, we can see the tension and the undercurrent of racism that many will say exists and many will say doesn't exist, but it points to the fact that we have not solved this issue in American society. One of your chapters is titled, Are We Hip-Hopped? which is a great title. What are your thoughts about the whole hip-hop identity that a segment of the black population has taken on? Well, it's a movement that I was fortunate enough to see unfold. And I think the early roots of hip-hop unveiled to the larger society the difficulties that were happening in the black community, some of the violence and some of the challenges, the economic challenges and political challenges. But we know that 70% of hip-hop music is bought by young white people. Mm -hmm. And we also know that hip-hop is mostly owned, the gatekeepers of hip-hop are by white executives. And so the movement has been transformed from some sort of political economic movement or self-expression of what was happening in the inner cities to a commercial movement. Now again, there's some people advocating that hip-hop is a new black identity, but I debunk that and put hip-hop in its right context. And I think hip-hop, if it shifts gears and it gets rid of the misogyny and it gets rid of the violence and the imagery that comes out and reinforcing the negative stereotypes, if it can begin to shift gears from that and to tap into some of its roots, it could be part of an identity movement, but never the catalyst for an identity movement. We're talking with Michael Eric Owens, author of Yes, I Am, Who I Am, A New Philosophy of Black Identity. Michael, I don't know if you've got into this topic at all in your book, but a few outspoken people, such as Bill Cosby, have gotten up and actually blamed the black community for many of its own problems. What's your take on that? First of all, Bill Cosby, he has done so many great things, not only for the black community, but the larger community as well. But I think Bill Cosby didn't say anything that has not already been a conversation in the black community for a very long time. Points that he made, yes, I agree, there must be responsibility in the black community, but there also should be responsibility in the white community. And just like we hold black fathers responsible, we need to hold white fathers responsible to bring their kids up with respect and dignity for all races. We need to be balanced. This is not a blame game. It's to look for solutions and to see how we can empower people, bring people together, and live up to that American creed that all men and women are created equal. You wrap up your book with the hope, unity, and change, and a new philosophy of black identity. That's a lot to wrap up here in our interview, but I'm wondering if you can touch on some of that and your final thoughts on this whole topic. Hope, unity, and change, I think are key kind of symbolic elements toward constructing a positive black identity. I think the black community has lost hope through the years and the difficult struggle of trying to 
acquire equality. I think there's a hopelessness that exists. So hope must return. And with a divided people, you can never reach a consensus. And so then there's unity. And by hope and unity can coalesce into change. And so I talk about how we need to re-educate ourselves and to tell our story a different narrative, one that is disconnected from Africa, it's connected to the American experience. Begin to tell that story because blacks and whites have a unique relationship or unique history in this country and our narrative is joined. You can't talk about black identity without addressing white identity. So we're joined in this experiment. And so our conversation and our narrative must speak to that joint, whether it is those positive things or those positive errors or those not so positive ones that we tend to not want to talk about. We must begin to tell that story, re-educate ourselves, bind ourselves together in a common story that brings dignity and respect for all people. The book is Yes, I Am, Who I Am. You can check out the website, which is yesiamwhoiam.com. Michael Eric Owens is the author. Michael, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure being with you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.